What's up, Drop Pod listeners? You can check out new episodes of the Drop Podcast every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find all of our content on YouTube at the Drop Golf Podcast and on our socials. That's Instagram and Twitter at the Drop underscore pod. No matter how you consume us, like, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Follow and listen along. This episode is brought to you by All County Exteriors. Discover the excellence of All County Exteriors, a third-generation leader in premier exterior home remodeling, proudly celebrating over 40 years of success. While most remodeling companies last just five years, All County Exteriors has withstood the test of time, consistently delivering top-quality roofing, siding, windows, and doors. Their expertise extends from small repairs to large additions, serving homeowners and builders alike. More than just a construction company, All County Exteriors is deeply committed to community service, proudly supporting organizations such as the Make-A-Wish Foundation, American Cancer Society, Rooster Troops, and Parents of Autistic Children. If you have planned to do any exterior modeling, call the experts at All County Exteriors for a free, no-obligation estimate for your project. Just call 732-370-2780 or email them at info at allcountyonline.com. That's 732-370-2780 for All County Exteriors for all your remodeling needs. This is the Drop Podcast where we talk golfing in the Garden State. I'm Mike Poro and this is Ryan Coolot. What's up, Drop Pod people? How you doing this week? Uh, we're coming at you Wednesday, January 17th, uh, episode 67. Mike, I, I don't know why, but that, for whatever reason, when, when we're typing up our sheets and I was going through, episode 67 just, like, I, I, it, for whatever reason, it just hit me this week that, like, it's been 67 straight Wednesdays we've put out an episode and and sixty seven is kind of a, a large number, and I know that like we did our year, you know, sixty five is is a round number, you know, if you go like sixty five, seventy, seventy five. But for whatever reason, when I was typing it today, I I literally said to myself, "Holy sixty seven episodes is is a lot of episodes." A model of consistency. <laughs> so congratulations. Thank um, you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh. Guys, we got a, an unbelievable guest on today. As we continue to roll these just highly accomplished, highly relative guests that we have on, going back to uh, Dave Reisner, head pro at Ridgewood, uh, Mark Costanza, certified stud, um, Barnes Blake, junior certified stud, and and now coming into this week, we have Dan. Schleichert, the head pro of Liberty National. So it's a small course. You know, I, I know it's not very well known uh, to some, but but for those that know of it, it is a absolutely tremendous uh, facility. Um, obviously, I'm being facetious. I mean, Liberty National hosts numerous PGA Tour events. It's hosted the President's Cup. It's hosted the Barclays. We were up there for Michelle Wee West earlier um, last year. I mean. They got the 27 BMW part of the FedEx Cup playoffs and the PGA Tour coming in 2027. Like, this if you don't is know, a, if you don't know Liberty National, get out from under the rock. You're probably on the wrong podcast. You probably clicked on something different. It is 
Uh, it was so, so cool. I mean, just like you think of a place that's that big, they have to have a pro, obviously, but sometimes that gets overlooked. Like, like Augusta National has a head pro. Like these big corporate kind of places, they still have that. And, and sometimes that gets overlooked and, and, or overthought of. And Dan is the, the head pro there. It was, it was awesome hearing his story about, um, how he got here coming, coming from Minnesota to New Mexico, caddies on tour to now where he is. It was, it was really a, really a fun interview, really a good story. So, uh, so make sure you stick around and listen to Dan's, uh, our conversation we had with Dan. It was really, uh, a, a lot of fun and, and B really interesting. So, so stick around there. Uh, Mike, let's get a week recap. What we got coming up, what, what's been going on. So today, Wednesday the seventeenth, uh, obviously we got we got this episode coming out. Uh, I do want to say something in, in case people don't know. Uh, kind of a, a New Year's thing we started doing. We started putting the podcast out on YouTube as a as a video vehicle. So you might be listening to this on Spotify or Apple or wherever, and that's that's great. We love you listening there. Um, that's. Again, don't don't not go there. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate, review, all those go good things. But we started putting out the the video of Mike and I being here right now. Um trying something new. Uh it's a, again, it's it's YouTube vehicle um predominantly or only really. But if if you're interested in in giving that a watch, head over to our YouTube channel. Um it, it's we got that there. The interview will be there. We're, we're going to try to do more things on YouTube as far as the video, uh, as far as videos are concerned. And as evidenced by that going up on YouTube and TPI Tuesdays uh, being, a, again, a YouTube vehicle only. So, so make sure you go check them out there on, on the YouTube channel. So that's Wednesday. Yesterday, the 16th, episode five of TPI Tuesday came out. Go give it. A, go check it out again. My back was kind of hurting from my trip down to Myrtle. Um, Doctor Mike kind of kind of gave me a little little fix there. Uh, we're kind of back on track, doing some stuff. I I think honestly, I think we're doing some great stuff. I, I really really do. If you're interested in improving your game in the off season, um, even if you're just going to follow kind of a couple of the exercises that we do, it, it's. I think I think we're doing some good stuff and I feel like I'm getting better, I'm getting more limber, I'm getting more um I'm getting better and and we're going to start rolling now that it's now that the new year's turned uh I'm not sick, I'm not on vacation. We're we're kind of going downhill at this point. It's it's uh downhill and like we're going quickly. Like it, things are things are rolling and we're and we're moving. Um so head over to YouTube, follow along there uh as well. Then tomorrow, Thursday, the 18th, we have hole a number doozy. three. You teased us last week. You said I it's did. a doozy. You said it's a doozy. So I, I can't wait for the fireworks to be going off in this video. I pray to God it's it's a birdie of some sort and you start running around the green like you just <laughs> won the Super Bowl. But, I mean, you teased us. I did. And I, and I can't wait to press the play button. This video better have the whole nine, the balloons, <laughs> the cheering, the fans. <laughs> uh, well, 
there weren't a lot of fans out there to watch me, but it was. Uh, I I do think it's a. I do think it's one you guys will enjoy. So, uh, hole number three. It's it's uh, coming out tomorrow again, January eighteenth. Um, you can check that out on YouTube as well. But that's going to be a reel that we're going to throw up on uh, on Instagram as well. So you can check it out on on uh, on our socials or on our YouTube channel. And then I know we just talked about it, but sometimes with how the week breaks up, Mike, with us doing this on a Wednesday, uh, make sure you stick around next week. Uh, Tuesday the 23rd will be episode 6 of TPI Tuesday. I kind of feel like since we go backwards, it came out yesterday. So just giving you a reminder, every Tuesday we're coming out with episodes, uh, Dr. Mike and I. So, so stay tuned to our, our YouTube channel. Again, the uh, 23rd will be um, the... Episode six. Did I just say that right? Yeah, episode six. So a little recap for what we got going on uh, coming up here. Dr. Mike Pamacala at Sports Solutions Physical Therapy and Performance Development is located in Middletown, New Jersey. A Titleist Performance Institute medical practitioner, Dr. Mike uses a hands-on approach with his clients to get them out of pain and back onto the golf course. No pain. No problem. Assessments are available for golfers looking to improve flexibility, power, strength, stability, and overall efficiency with their golf swing. Don't let dysfunction disrupt your swing. Schedule an evaluation with a TPI physical therapist and check out Dr. Mike at sportsolutionspt.com and on Instagram at sportsolutionspt. Mike, I, I did want to give a little a little uh, personal here for a second. Um, George Wall Ford used to be a sponsor. They they sponsored a few episodes for us. We were super grateful for them. Uh, the Wall family is is tre- just tremendous group of people. Uh, obviously, we had Jack on a few times after uh, playing in the Genesis, and we had Jack and Jerry on. Uh, for that time, and and then Jack on after he won the state am state am. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> and I super grateful for for that family. They've done you know that they've been great to us. Over the past week, I've been dealing with some car issues. I absolutely loved my car, but it was eleven, twelve years old now, up there in miles, and it was. It was. It had some issues, and it was just time to, time to drop it, and did a little shopping around, but ended up at George Wall Ford in Shrewsbury, and I'll tell you, they took such great care of me. Uh, had nothing to do with the podcast. I I, I said this to Mike, like I'm going over there because they're close to where I live. I'm interested in getting a car. It's just as I'm shopping around, like I went to the Hyundai place. I went to um, the Subaru place. I checked out a bunch of other places. I stopped in um, and and working with Jerry was just just incredible. And the whole team over there from the finance people to uh, just like you walk in. The showroom is beautiful. They They recently updated it. I think Jerry said just a couple months ago. Uh, but like the people sitting at the front desk greeting you are super friendly. They have a, a enormous stock of cars to to again working with Jerry to even even um 
you know, the guy who's, who's like, okay, here's your keys. Let's go set up your car. And I get in my car and he's like, okay, this works, this, this works that to just like being very professional, knowledgeable. Um, it, it was, I could not have wished for a better experience at George wall Ford. Um, they are not a sponsor currently of the, of the podcast. So I am just, this is just, again, just giving them a great shout out. Cause I, I, I could not have been, uh, happier with my experience there. So, uh, to all you guys over at George wall Ford, um, thank you so, so much. It was, it was a tremendous experience. Good people helping good people. Yeah, it, it really was. I, uh, Oh, Mike, you called me a good person. That's so nice of you. But yeah, they, they were, they were good people as well. <laughs> the, the smirk on Mike's face is, uh, if you're not watching this, is, is Grinch-esque. <laughs> it's fitting. Um, it's fitting. <laughs> all right, Mike, let's, uh, let's get into the episode. Enough recap, enough, uh, enough, um, it's a word I'm looking for. Well, whatever. Let's get into it. Let's talk Jersey Jerry. Yeah, so like I said last week, listen, <laughs> Jersey Jerry was a hot commodity on last week's episode. You know, on top of Barnes being the guest, a lot of conversation because Jerry was really steerheading the internet for, for quite some time. Right. And it As was you absolute... said it last week, I mean, he, he took the internet by storm. He was a world phenomena last week. Yeah, the fact that, like, he's just hitting into a simulator and said, I'm just going to live stream it. I'm not going to stop till I get a hole-in-one. And then the whole world just took notice. Um we were had we had to talk about it, and I know you had brought up like, does the hole in one count on a simulator? So, like I said, I was going to toss it out there. And last Thursday, it went on maybe Friday, Thursday or Friday. I put that poll question out there: Does a hole in one in a simulator count? Beyond appreciative of our of our following on Instagram, because it was overwhelming. I can't tell you how many people actually voted because the number was outrageous. But I do love the fact that over 85% of the masses agreed with us and that, no, it does not count as a hole-in-one. To the other 14 and a half, 15% of people that thought it was, I don't Those know what to say. people just hit the wrong button. <laughs> okay, maybe they did. And they're saying, shit, I can't go back and do it. But nonetheless, there were 14, I think the number was like 14 and a half, 15% of people that did. Um but with as many people that voted, I don't know if we hadn't put out a poll in a while, but I felt like that damn button was clicked more so than I've ever seen it in quite some time. And, and maybe we need to put out some more polls because I was blown away with how many people actually did click the yes or no button on it. But I think that just speaks to what Jersey Jerry had done with it being such a phenomenon in terms of what he was trying to accomplish and then him getting it and then him blowing up and appearing on damn near every single person's podcast except ours. Um, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy, yeah. but the audience agreed emphatically over 85% said, no, it does not count. So if you did vote, yes, that that counts as a hole in one, you have to DM us and tell us why give us your reasoning. We may disagree with you, which obviously we've said that we do, but I, I can't think of a reason why you would count it. So DM us, let us know, because because I think that's something that uh, that would be at least interesting to hear the other side. Because, again, Mike, I don't know about you. I, I can't think of a reason to play devil's advocate even, you know, 
as to why that would count. So again, if you uh, if you voted yes, DM us. Let us know why, because uh, that's something we got to know. Um, again, we'll shout it out there. Anyone that knows Jerry, or or has a connection to Jerry, or or hey Jerry, come on the show. Let's talk about it. Let's see if let's let's have him defend it. We can have people DM. Let's see if he can defend it. Uh, Mike, again, we teased it last week. We put it as like part of our emergency podcast last week, um, talking about Tiger leaving Nike and and that whole you know things that have been going on with Nike. There is is Nike folding their apparel for golf like they did for their equipment. What what do you think's going on here? Let's talk about. Let's talk about Nike and Tiger and and let's let's uh let's break this down to a fine powder because I know we we really just talked about it last week for like 4 minutes just as a quick PSA because it was coming out right as we were right as we were getting the episode out but what what are your what are you hearing about uh about Tiger about Nike that's that's your you're hot on the phone so what are you hearing there yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm a nobody in the in this world in terms of knowing what Tiger Woods is doing, frankly. But I find it. I mean, I, I'm I'm everything that I I read is he's, he's off to Grayson. I mean, I think it's every. I think the comment of how he'll be at Riviera in mid February. I think he'll be rocking his new apparel there, whatever that ends up being. But I don't know if Nike's completely out of the mix because Scotty's still wearing the Nike shirts. Brooks Kepka the other day tweeted out a picture of the new Nike shoes that he'll be wearing over at Live. So, like, to say that they're full blown out is, I think, is wrong because guys are still out there promoting their gear. Now, whether their contracts have expired or haven't, or whatever the case is, you can clearly see that there's other apparel companies getting in the mix. I mean, like, Min Woo Lee, Min Woo Lee is now with Lululemon. Right. Like, <laughs> like that's huge. I mean, Jason Day helped over to Malpon. I thought they like, just made yoga pants. Right. So you can clearly see all these maybe outside the box type brands. Um, even Xander Shoffley leaving Adidas. Like all these guys have kind of like are picking and prod and where they want to go, what they want to do. They don't want to wear all the same type of stuff. But I think that goes back to conversations you and I, you and I have had a million times. Like it's not such an outdated sport anymore. It's time to get with the age and be okay with evolving a little bit. Um, but damn, it would look good seeing Tiger with a fox in the center neck. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not on board with you for Tiger winning the Masters. I am on board with you for Tiger going to Grayson. And, and really, here's why. As a parent, which I am not, but again, from my friends or parents, I know you're a parent. Like I, I've been, a, you know, people my age are parents. You're you're helping your kids make decisions, but you're but you're kind of moving them into those decisions, right? And I think that's going on. I, I would think Tiger is doing the same with Charlie. He said a whole lot that he wants Charlie to be his own golfer. He's not going to push him to be uh, to get into golf. Well, Charlie got into golf. Uh, I can see the same thing here, but I also don't think he's going to allow Charlie to make a a decision that's going to hurt Charlie's brand at such an early age because clearly this is the path Charlie wants to go around or hurt Tiger's path, quite frankly. 
And and I think allowing Charlie to sign with a company like Grayson is very telling as to how Tiger thinks of Grayson. And again, there might not be stuff that, you know, there might be stuff behind the scenes that's getting worked out. But to me, having Charlie show up in, in all Grayson for the, for the PNG, PX, PNC. Uh, PNC, thank you. I knew the, I knew the initials were wrong, but I couldn't get them. For having Charlie show up in, in all Grayson for that and, and getting that welcome to Grayson, that shows that Tiger's okay with Grayson. Like he, Tiger's okay with him going to Grayson. And to me, that's the most telling thing that a parent could do for their child, allowing them to, to make this decision, which again, probably a family decision as well, but this is a a, a family business decision that someone like Tiger doesn't need money. So there might be companies that have more money that they could throw at him, but but this is to me is the most telling that that Tiger's Tiger's accepted this company and and I'd be quite frankly I'd be shocked if Tiger doesn't if we don't see Tiger in one month exactly in Grayson. In yeah, California. I mean I think I think like you're to your point and I you know I think we're probably beating a, a dead horse here but like he doesn't need the money. I think what Tiger would prefer is equity. And I think he would prefer equity because just like any parent, you're trying to set your kids up for success. And as Tiger gets older, and not that his kids need any more money, but being able to pass something like that down to his kids just continuously helps him out in the long term. That makes generational wealth just constantly just grow and grow and grow. But listen, nothing would beat seeing Tiger walking down Augusta on Sunday at the Masters on 18 with a mock turtleneck and it's the Grayson logo on the red mock turtleneck with the black pants and the huge uppercut after he knocks in the winning putt to seal the 2024 masters tiger woods red mock Grayson turtleneck let's take it to the moon baby So do you think that he would stay with the Grayson logo or do you think that he would be like the shirts would be made by Grayson and that it would be the TW logo that we that we all know? Because that's the that is the one thing that Tiger, if you look at like how these athletes are super competitive and the echelon that Tiger's flirting with, right, he's flirting with like the Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. I know I just named basketball players, but like those. Those guys all have their own brands, right? Jordan is a brand. Now, granted, it's made by Nike, but like, is that something that Tiger feels like is missing on his on his legacy? That he doesn't have his own brand. So will it be the Tiger Woods brand, which is Grayson? You know what I'm saying? Like making that comparison. Could you see that? Or you think he's coming full full Fox and that doesn't matter to him? I don't think that matters to him. I think it's all on uh, the only thing that's ever mattered to Tiger Woods is the majors and maybe the all time wins. Like, I feel like those are two things that Tiger has always kind of perched his cap on. But I will say this if you're asking me what I envision the Tiger Woods shirt looking like, I think Grayson's logo goes on the left chest. And I think the TW logo goes center neck, would be my guess. That's kind of how it's going to go. And and, and the same way his deal was was with Nike, where on Thursdays and Fridays, he always wore like a TW hat. 
Like it was a Nike hat, but it said TW was the logo. Yeah. And then if you ever watched, then Saturday, Sunday was always the Nike symbol, right? I can see something like that being thrown in the mix. But I also think the shoes play a factor. And the fact that Nike couldn't get the shoes done, he'll wear foot choice shoes. I think he'll have separate contracts because at his point in his life, walking matters to him. And he needs to be able to find something that suits his foot, which is why, like, he's going to be rocking the foot choice while wearing the Grayson. And I'll probably be doing the same. My God, to me, I still can't get over that Nike couldn't get the shoes figured out. And to me, that just that just shows that they were out on their golf apparel, that they just didn't they just didn't want to. Because you can't tell me a company that's that's a shoe company that happens to make other apparel because that's what they are. They, they make shoes. That's their thing. They happen to make other clothes now as well, that they couldn't get a shoe for Tiger is just it's not something that I'm ever going to to believe that they just oh we don't know how to do that that's just that's just not happening so yeah i I mean if they uh, i could totally see tiger breaking it down whereas like hey i'll wear i got grayson up top i got uh, i don't know what whatever kind of pants he wants to wear that he's comfortable with does i don't think does grayson make pants I'm sure they make it all. It's Tiger Woods. I'm you sure want they'll Tiger start Woods, making it for man. Tiger, right? Hey, you want, you want and Tiger then he's going to go foot joy, uh, you know, foot joy shoes. It's, that's totally, I could 100% see him going, like breaking down, not just all Nike, but now he's going to break apart his body as to like, okay, I'm wearing Grayson shirts, I'm wearing Under Armour pants, and I'm wearing foot joy shoes. And the answer is yes, Grayson does make pants, just so you know. There you go. So he's so so then and he joggers, can go all Grayson. And joggers. Oh, t- imagine Tiger and joggers. No, that would be I'd be out on Tiger if he's going to start wearing joggers. You're never. OK, I then cannot, this- I cannot get in. There's just saying. I they have I joggers. Become I old man, uh, get off my lawn guy. If I start seeing start seeing Tiger Woods and joggers. Just, just saying, I'm, you know, I'm out on joggers. You're also out on joggers. What do you give me a hard time for? Listen, 100 percent. You'll never see me wearing joggers. But there's only one person that can really impact that decision because if they start wearing joggers, <laughs> Mike Poro might start wearing joggers. Uh, Mike, with the with the new with the new PGA Tour season, uh, and we talked about this two weeks ago, I guess. I love that the calendar is this is the set for for the PGA Tour season. It just makes sense to me. With that getting started. I think we need to keep giving updates on our corn fairy guys that have moved on to the PGA tour. Graduated more or less. Graduate. I think that's a perfect word. Graduated to the PGA tour. Um, we followed them all last year and, and kind of followed their journey a little bit, some a little more than others. Some we've been able to interact with a little more than others, but I think that's something that we need to continue. Yeah. To continue to showcase that what's going on with them not like hey we forgot about them because they're not on the corn ferry tour but they're new jersey guys and they're they're killing it and let's let's continue to showcase that so um the couple guys i'm talking about are max grazerman ryan mccormick chris goddard up and for the time being morgan hoffman and by for the time being i mean the first three are on the pga tour morgan is currently on the Corn Ferry Tour. So he's working his way back. So we're going to be kind of split, but we're going to talk about our, our New Jersey golf pros. Um, 
and kind of they started the season, so they got their tour cards. And uh, I'm not exactly sure what events it got them into getting their tour cards or if they still need to qualify. Like I know Ryan still tried to qualify last week, um, like a Monday qualifier. But let, let's let's get an update for them uh, uh, and what's going on here, Mike. Yeah, I mean, listen, Max got in the field at the Sony Open. And, and I don't know in terms of if it mattered where you finished in the top 30 of the Corn Ferry Tour list, if you got, in a sense, priority over others, okay? Or even um, if you course, got in more tournaments. Like, if you finished top 10, do you get into 20 tournaments this year? Right. If you finished 11 yeah. through 20, you got in 15. And if you finished right. 21 right. through because 30, Because obviously there are, there are some stipulations, more or less, in terms of why I get in. And Max got in. So Max got in. Ryan tried Monday qualifying to get it. And to Ryan's credit, he shot five under and missed out in the playoff. So he almost got in the tournament itself. He but just like went. a six person playoff. And yeah, they went no. for initial additional like seven holes. Yeah, it was it was a long playoff. I mean, yeah. you can just see that these guys are trying to get their season started. Um and, and to Max credit, you know, he didn't make the cut, but he didn't play poorly. He shot even par both rounds, I believe seventy. He went seventy seventy. Missed the cut by two. I think the number was that he missed it by. Um, I know Chris did not go out to Hawaii, but, you know, you got to think that once this California West Coast swing starts to come around, you know, these guys are going to start heating up. And and I and Ryan mentioned to us many times that he's going to play in everything he can play because he's a golf junkie. And you love that because he just gives us more ammo to watch, to root for. Um, and if Max is, is more, in a quote, more in, then, then Ryan is, and we'll be following Max along too. And then once Chris starts heating up, I, it's going to be a fun, fun season because it gives us more, more reason to watch these weekend, these weekly tournaments that may you may, may be like, yeah, I'm not going to watch. It's such and such event. Nobody's playing, but frankly, our guys may be playing. So we'll be tuning in, following along, rooting for these guys as much as we can. Because listen, nothing beats. Golfing in the Garden State with homegrown heroes. No, for sure. You know, you got to think they're playing in the John Deere, right? To to continue to pile onto the John Deere tournament like everyone else does. Why not? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I, w- I mean, I would too. And to Morgan's credit, listen, it's, it's, it's awesome to see him back out there. Obviously, this is coming out Wednesday. I don't really know what the results were, and I knew that Morgan didn't tee off till late Sunday. Um, so we really didn't get a chance to, to kind of recap his round. But, I, you know, he's another guy, you know, for me, you're able to star these guys on the on the website, on the app. And it's like, you know, I got Morgan starred for the Corn Ferry Tour because I'll be watching. I know, like he mentioned to us on the previous episode when he was on, he's playing in both both events out there in the Bahamas. So he's out there going to play and, and both in the jumpstart his season. Um, I'm excited to watch him because we know that dude can golf. He's feeling healthy. He's ready to rock and roll. And I think he'll be on tour with those other three before you know it. Yeah, I, I got to think so, too. Is he able to, uh, Mike, you, you know these things better than I do, but is, does Morgan have an opportunity to jump to the PGA Tour at some point midseason? Or he's is gotta he win, on the He's got to win three events to automatically graduate midseason, okay? But a guy like Morgan Hoffman, Here's what Morgan Hoffman brings probably to some sponsors that other people don't. He did win the Courage Award two years ago, 2023. So he won it last year. This year, um, this past season, Chris Kirk won it. Morgan Hoffman won it the year prior. And that's an award that doesn't is not given out yearly. 
So Morgan Hoffman comes with a resume that is enticing to people that if you're looking to give out sponsors exemptions, Mm -hmm. he's a guy that I am sure, A, his name carries weight, and B, it's like, okay, let's get this guy in our event because it kind of, if the event may be lacking Tiger, Rory, these bigger names, like, let's get some other bigger names in there that have done some amazing things. Um, So that would be his way to do it. Or like he said, he can go Monday qualify just like everybody else can. Like he could show up at the Sony Open, go Trotter Monday qualify, and he gets in, he's playing. Yeah. So there are avenues like he had brought up in the podcast that he could do, that he will be doing, like he mentioned. But he's dedicated to playing a full season. Yeah, I, I love that. I just didn't know if he could uh, get out of the Corn Ferry Tour and onto the PGA Tour at some point during the season. So that was winning three. three so winning or- three on the Corn Ferry Tour automatically moves up. But let's say he Monday qualifies for the Sony this past week and he gets in. If his finish is good enough, he can parlay that into the next event. Right. The better he plays, the more opportunities he'll get on the PGA Tour. If that makes sense. Like it if, does. He, if he simple story. Right. Play well, you you'll move on. Just like them all. Just like yeah. everybody. You, you want to make money, play well. But so, yeah, listen, I can't wait to follow along with these guys. It's it's like exciting, you know. Especially and, here in the Northeast. Yeah. I mean, there there are guys, um, you know, we'll obviously. Like, what, We're going to yeah. get back, all back on the show to, to kind of talk about how things are going, too, which you will know, be we, exciting because it's a PGA Tour. You know, it's a next step. It's bigger. It's better. It's the, it's the big, big show. Like, I can tell be, you it'll I mean, be people exciting. don't know that there's like a minor league tour for golf. And I talk about the Corn Ferry Tour to some people. They're like, what is that? And I go, it's like AAA for baseball. Like, it's the same. Exactly. And they're like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. And I go, well, okay, well. I mean, they all started there. Scotty yeah. Scheffler started there. I mean, we go down a list of people yeah. if you want to. So I, you know, obviously the connection that we have with, with Ryan, you know, we haven't had Max on yet, uh, but we've had Ryan on twice. And for me personally, being able to sit down with him, it just, you know, you meet someone, you have a stronger connection with them for sure. So it was nice to, to again, feel Ryan's story a little bit more when he did finally qualify for all that he's been through and all that kind of stuff. So uh, obviously rooting for all of them, but but again, being able to to connect with Ryan a little bit more on a human level was nice for me to see. And and the same thing with Morgan, like seeing what he's been through and getting to talk to him and and how hearing how he's gearing up for this, like you, you just can't you can't not root for these guys, you know. Um, totally agree. So let you know, let's go, fellas, let's get it going. And and uh, again, we're rooting for you. You know, we're in your corner, so keep playing well. Win, win in advance. Uh, Mike, you were hot about this to start when we before we started recording. And I was like, whoa, 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 let's wait a second. Tell us about uh tell us about Dubai. Oh my god, I mean, what a finish you, down in I Dubai. I mean, you came in hot, like scorching hot yelling at me immediately it's like dude it's nine o'clock in the morning like let, like i just woke up i'm still having coffee relax save it for the well, podcast I mean, and, yeah because and, i mean so that thing was going off at 2 30 this morning not that i'll listen not you were I'm up then it. and watching yes you were right. Don't lie and i say us. this morning because it, it is sunday when we're recording but obviously to let's recap dubai because rory comes out guns a blazing okay just playing amazing golf the second round he kind of has one bad number and kind of like derails things but Make a long story short, coming down the stretch, him and Tommy Fleetwood are battling. 
And to Tommy's credit, the dude just played out in Hawaii the week before. T-47, nothing great. But you know what Tommy Fleetwood does? He gets on a damn airplane and goes out to Dubai the following week to play. Not like he needs a week off. No, the dude leaves Hawaii, goes to Dubai. What a time travel. Okay, you want to talk about time traveling? That guy does it. And then he proceeds to golf, like legitimately golf. Him and Rory are in a two-way battle this whole tournament. Rory goes on a three-birdie stretch, goes birdie, 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 takes a one-stroke lead on the 14th hole over Tommy Fleetwood. On the 14th hole, he sticks it to two feet. To two feet. We're thinking four birdies in a row for the dude, right? Do you know what he does? He three putts from two feet and makes a bogey. A bogey from two feet. Now, don't lie. We've all been there. All been there. We've Everyone's all done been that. There. And welcome to the game of golf. Because if the number two player in the world is three putting from two feet, don't feel bad when you do. Okay? Because golf is so damn hard. So he, he, he bogeys from two feet. Well, the next hole, you know what he ends up doing? He makes a birdie. Makes a birdie. <laughs> So down the stretch, him and Tommy Fleetwood you know, are going back. You know damn well most of us are, are three-putting and then going double because we still can't stop thinking about the three-putt. No, we're all going home after that, let's be honest. We're all throwing the, <laughs> the, club, the putter's broken at that point, and we're all crying and head down going home. But make a long story short, Tommy Fleetwood, to his credit, has like kind of like a sloppy bogey at 16, like kind of back and forth. Jars a 30-footer on 17 to stay you know, close to, to McElroy. Then they get to 18. McElroy gets on the tee. Duck hooks it into the water. Fleetwood ends up making birdie. Game, set, match. Incredible. Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood wins out in Dubai. Listen, and I, it's crazy because if that was on television at a time when we would all watch it, that would have been probably the most tweeted about thing in the golf universe right now because for sure. it is quiet. There's not much going on. The fact that it was out in Dubai and I'm waking up to all these texts and it's going off. It's kind of like live at this point, but it's almost ending. You had two big names battling it out and Rory just can't close the deal. Kind of scary when you think about. Yeah. I mean, we but know Tommy Fleetwood's a, a stud World class player, no doubt. Yeah. But Listen, if you're asking to compare Rory and Tommy, I'd say probably 99% of people are taking Rory McIlroy. For sure. And the fact that Rory goes three straight birdies, got a one-stroke lead going into 14 with a two-footer for birdie, you're probably betting the ranch yep. on Rory McIlroy. To then him three-putting and then ducking it out of, into the water on 18? Yeah. Got to play I, mind games with you. I, I'm telling you, I think, I think something's wrong with Rory. He's a phenomenal golfer, but he's too good of a golfer to be as bad a putter as he is. And not that he's super bad, but I, I Yeah, but I'd say what I mean, you say that, then what about Scotty Scheffler? He's a he's a terrible putter and he's the number one player in the world. I would I think to, I yeah. So imagine if he were to like go see like a sports psychologist about his putting and get that fixed. I don't I think I mean, it'd be listen. incredible. But listen, the most to me the biggest uh the most impressive thing on of, of this entire story you just told is that Tommy Fleetwood was in Hawaii on Sunday. It is a, and I just looked it up, it is a 23-hour, 55-minute flight with one stop from Hawaii to Dubai. 
Oh my God. Through how many time zones? And it goes, so he, he has to travel the international time zone. So if he leaves on Sunday, right, he gets there Tuesday. Oh my God. So it's not just a day's worth of flying. It's an additional day because of the time zone. <laughs> Dude, that's incredible. That's incredible. So for him to then play, think about what his body clock has got to be doing. He's, he thinks it's... It, it, it's Dude, that's insane it's, when you it's think incredible about that. To me. He, it's, it's six in the morning with his body clock, but he's getting ready to eat dinner in Dubai. <laughs> so like, what is... What does that do? That's incredible to me that, that he was able to do because, I mean. Dude, that's that's crazy. I fly to Chicago and back, and I need three days to, like, get my body right, and, and that's just a one-hour time difference. <laughs> Dude, that's kind of crazy. But do you know where Tommy Fleetwood actually lives? I'm going to say no, but I think he's in England. Isn't he Isn't he English? No, so he, he's, he's an Englishman, yes. But he lives in United Arab Emirates, which is in that Dubai region. So in a sense, he is going home, he, which he is kind of crazy. In, in Dubai? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. That's, so, that's rather so shocking in a to me. Sense, in a sense, he's kind of just going home when you think about okay. things yeah, in, no, in, I didn't a, think in, like in a macro-like level. He's going home. And I wonder what the time zone change um, – this is going to be bad – podcasting right now time zone from england to dubai is a four hours so um united arab emirates is four hours ahead of england so i was assuming that he lived in england because i because i know he's english or lived in so that it was a four hour time difference compared to what his body's used to but yeah that's actually going home he's going home okay so that's still the most impressive part of the story to me, but it is less yeah. impressive knowing no, that no. he went home and didn't have to go to a different time zone than what his totally body's used to. Totally agree. But here we go. Golf is back, baby. Yeah. Wild stuff. Wild stuff. Uh, so that's going to wrap it up here for Mike and I. Um, I. Again, I said at the top, we got Dan Schleichert. Thank you. <laughs> Dan Schleichert coming on now. Uh, I didn't brain fart, but I had. If you listen to the, to the interview, you, you'll understand why I was going to mess up his name. But uh, we got Dan Schleicher coming on next. Uh, we're going to send you to that to that conversation we had again. Uh, head pro at Liberty National. Just just some amazing stories, you know, from some of the people that he talked about, some of the some of the elbows that he's bumping into with people at at Liberty National are like the highest class of of people we have in humanity, not not even in the golfing world. So stick around. Here's our interview with Dan Schleicher. Enjoy. Comstock Yacht Sales has been the Jersey Shore's number one boat dealer since 1973. Did you know that Comstock now has two on-water sales locations to better serve the boaters across New Jersey? Their full-service marina is located at 704 Princeton Avenue in Bricktown, and their all-new sales location can be found at Navisink Marina in Seabright. Comstock currently carries some of the best boat brands manufactured today. The team at Comstock is proud to be New Jersey dealers for regulator setter consoles, Grady White Boats, Tiara Yachts, Seapro, Four Winds, and MGM Yachts. 
If you're looking for a new or pre-owned boat or looking for help selling your current boat, Comstock Yacht Sales is the place to go. Go online to see their full new boat lineup or stop into one of their two locations today. They can be found at ComstockMarina.com. That's ComstockMarina.com. Or for immediate sales assistance, text them now at 732-604-1237. That's 732-604-1237. So today's guest, I mean, I I think we have another treat here for the audience. Um, A golf course that I know gets a lot of praise and a lot of people talk about it, and rightfully so. Today's guest is the head golf professional at Liberty National, Dan Schleicher. Dan, thanks so much for coming on today's show. Thank you, Mike. It's uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. It, again, pleasure meeting you. You got an absolutely phenomenal course up there. Really excited to talk about it today. Thank yes. you. So, Dan, let's kind of get started a little bit about your background. Um, you know, because I think when people hear Liberty National and you're talking President's Cups, you're talking LPGA Tour events, you got Michelle Wee West up there. I mean, Barclays. you have yeah, the Barclays, you got the cream of the crop in that spot. So before we go real hard into Liberty National and, and what you do on a daily basis there, like mm-hmm. give us a little bit about your background and how you got into this game. Yeah, it's a good question. Well, I uh, grew up in Minnesota, um, played hockey like everybody else does in that state. Um, I know you guys are basketball guys. I always say in Minnesota, you either play hockey or basketball and nobody plays basketball. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I grew up playing hockey, grew up playing baseball. Um, my dad played golf, so obviously I had a little bit of uh, exposure to it that way. Uh, but really, it started uh, when I was 13. I started caddying at like our local private club and uh, enjoyed it and just kind of, you know, golf hooked me that way. And, you know, as time went on, I started to enjoy it more and more and started to spend more time there. Got a job in the bag room there and, you know, started playing baseball less, started playing hockey less. Like hockey became a year round sport at that time. So, you know, I was at the golf course while everybody else was skating every day so I kind of like lost a step and you know as I got older you know the jump that I was making with all of my peers I wasn't quite making that jump and eventually um, you know it was because of just the lack of of playing so I played up until my uh, junior year of high school and then didn't play my senior year but you know at that point I was full-on into golf Um, I ended up working at that golf course in Minnesota uh, all the way through college so yeah, I don't know what it is with me, but I, I tend to find a place and just stay there for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Loyalty, uh, that's called. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I it's funny because I think about it sometimes. I'm like, man, I don't know why I stay so long at places. But uh, yeah, so probably my sophomore, junior year of high school, I, I realized that I you know, wanted to be at the golf course every day. So I ended up going to uh, New Mexico State University in their PGM program. Um, and again, did all my internships back at uh, the club in Minnesota, which is kind of unique. Uh, a lot of people go different places, but I went back there partly because of my friends, but also like at that point, I was pretty much like an assistant golfer. I was running tournaments. I was, you know, doing everything that an assistant does and I was still in college. So I kind of had, you know, a lot of exposure early, which, which I think helped me. Um, so then after I graduated college, 
I went straight to uh, the West Coast. I went to California. The golf pro I grew up working for in Minnesota was the golf pro at a club in the desert in Lakeinda. So I went there, which was awesome. Like I, I loved it out there. Like it was spectacular. The place I was at too, was a place called the Palms, and it was, uh, you know, just a golf club. There was, they didn't even serve dinner there, um, wow. but it was a true golf club. Like there was thirty or forty Class A PGA professionals that were members there. A lot would go there during the, the winter time. And the average handicap of that membership, including women, was was nine. Yeah, that's which insane. Is crazy, which Whoa, is crazy. insane. Yeah, insane. And they that's only had, the average. That was the average of the entire membership. Yeah, and they only had two tournaments all year: the club championship stroke play and club championship match play. So it was just golf <laughs> every day. Those those probably got those probably got real fiery. Real yeah, quick. They, they did. They did. So. Spent a couple of years was there. A, was it a big membership? Was there was there a lot of members? Is it a big club or is it? No, is it... no, there was probably 200, I would say. So, I mean, we didn't do a ton of rounds. We did probably 80, 80 to 100 rounds a day. So kind of a kind of a quiet place. Okay. Um, while I was there, I met Rick Versher, who was the head pro at Quaker Ridge. Um, I actually accepted a assistance position at Quaker Ridge. And maybe about a month later, I uh, ended up through my head pro ended up catting for a PJ tour player in the Tucson open, which was like a four or five hour drive from Palm Springs. Um, turns out he was looking for a full-time caddy. So he ended up playing well. The first, I think first round he shot five, six under par. Second round was a couple under. So he made the cut, you know, it was probably top, I don't know, 30 maybe. I'm like, man, this is unbelievable. Just, you know, a chance of if he does that again, he, you know, top 10. Yeah. Um, but he shot probably even par and one over par and dropped like 50 spots and made like $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> but like, two, two weeks after that, um, I got a call from him and he asked me to caddy for him full time. And I was like, of course, like just after seeing that, like he never came close to making a bogey that maybe he made a might've made one bogey, but I mean, it was just like the easiest four rounds of golf I've ever seen. Um, so I had to go back and tell Rick that I'm not going to, to Quaker Ridge. Quaker Ridge. Yeah. yeah. And it's a funny story because back at the club I grew up working at, um, there was a member, there was a member that would call the club. I'd answer the phone and I'd say, you know, golf shop, this is Dan. He'd say, Hey Dan, you know, I'm coming out coming out to the club. I'll be there in 10 minutes. I'll see you there. Blah, blah, blah. Grab his clubs. And he'd get there and he'd say, he'd walk in the shop and he'd say, hi, Don. So <laughs> my name, my name in Minnesota became like through the head pro and everyone that worked there, they called me Don and Donald. Like my buddies, my buddies in Minnesota still call me Donald to this day. So <laughs> I had to tell Rick that I'm not going to, to Quaker. So now my nickname from Rick was Better Deal Don. Um, Love it. Yeah. Love it. So Love that's it. a long, long-winded story, but um, yeah, caddied for a year on tour. Then after that, uh, through again the club in in California, got the opportunity to uh, to a different club in the Northeast, which was Hollywood. Um, Ron and Rick, Ron McDougal was the head pro at the time. Rick for sure and him were very good friends. Ronnie was looking for an assistant. Um, and then, you know, 
caddying on tour didn't uh, pan out like you'd think. It was tough. Uh, he was struggling with injuries. and I think he made one cut the entire time. It was tough. We, it was really cool. We went to Japan four different times. Like, he was huge. If you guys know Brian Watts, he won. He was like a legend in Japan. He won. I think, yeah, what? he won everything in Japan. Yeah, he, he, he won the money list, if I if I recall correctly. He did. Yeah, he was yeah. like, he was a journeyman that never kind of made it out here on the PGA Tour, but dominated yep. Japan. He did. Dominated Japan. He did. So he was playing there on like uh, career money list exemptions just from years past. But yeah, he, uh, I think he won 12 times. What's that? That's what I can't for. Yeah. Oh, so it's not – you're not even talking, no offense, not even like a low-level PGA no. Tour guy. Like Brian Watts played oh, yeah. golf. Oh, yeah. He, he's got wow. – I mean, he was really good. He – that- I know. I remember reading his name all the time. And, and every time, if he ever played well on the PGA Tour, I don't know why my crazy brain remembers this, but they would always bring up how he dominated in Japan. Yeah. Like, yeah. he could shoot 65 in an opening round, and they'd always go back to, like, mm. oh, yeah, Brian Watts, he's not a no-name guy. He dominated yeah. in Japan. Well, and, you know, he got his exposure or his card from finishing second in the British Open to Marco Mira. And remember, he had yeah. that PR, dude, PR yeah. on, his, on his visor. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my God. That, yeah. But he's – I mean, he was so good. There was – at the time, I'm sure it's different now, but at the time, he went to Oklahoma State, and he was the only player – to go through Oklahoma State four years and not shoot a tournament round in the 80s ever in four years, which is, you'd think, wow. college golf, but, you know, the conditions and stuff they play in, it's, it's tough. But he was, yeah, he was All-American. He was, he was serious, but shows you what injuries can do to you. Yeah. So anyway, after that, uh, got the opportunity to come to New Jersey and uh, work at Hollywood Golf Club, which um, – I'm sure you guys have been there before. It's a special place. Once um, or twice. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I only worked there for one season, but the memories I have feel, it feels like I worked there for like five years. Um, and then after, after the first season there, Ronnie got the job, the professional job at Liberty and took me with him. And I've, uh, I've been there ever since. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that's a crazy you I mean you've literally been you literally been everywhere. Yeah. I mean when you think about the map of the, of the United States like it's it's central north to west to southwest to now east. And well, then we don't get a lot of New Mexico guys. Like you no. do your PGM in New Mexico like yeah. obviously there's places all over the country but but here in the northeast there's not a lot of guys from that part of the country. like obviously that's going to be more your your California Arizona yeah. like we get Penn State. We get Penn State. We get yeah, coastal. We you know we get ones that are over here. People don't tend to leave the, or go across the country. Yeah, yeah. I drove now, drove is, all the way across, not knowing what I was getting into, and twenty years later, right, landed, I'm still here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You landed. You landed in a spot that people desire. So let me tell you that. But when I when when you know that story is crazy, and and I just I can't fathom Brian Watts because I know exactly I could put a picture right here on my screen and know exactly who you're talking about. But when it comes to Liberty National, now you're the head golf professional. Ronnie is gone. Yeah, yeah. It was just Ronnie it was, was a short. It was like three years. Yeah. Gotcha. And and the director of golf is very well known as well at your place. Um. I'm drawing a blank right now, and I, as I say that, I look like an um, idiot. Well, Jorge. Oh, is, director of instruction. Is, 
Destruction. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, that's what I meant. Yeah. That's what I meant. I knew I was messing. And I think Jorge, right? Jorge Parada, yes. Yeah, dude. Another great guy yeah. that, like, I run a uh, I can't believe I just butchered that after just <laughs> talking to guy up, like, and I'm director of golf. But, yeah. <laughs> that's all right. Because it, nah. And you can leave that in, Rye, because it's it's typical Mike Poro. But, <laughs> you know, I think when people think about Liberty National as a whole, it is the piece of property, I think, is really the most amazing aspect of it. Definitely. And I think about like what the fireman family have done, not only there, but like a lot of other places, they are very good people at heart for, for Mr. Fireman to see that property, to really just buy the land because he saw something and then to have his son kind of like push him forward with the process. Like, what is it like for you to be at a place like that, that, I can tell you from the outside, like when Ryan and I went there this year and sat down with Michelle Wee West at that place, we were absolutely blown away. What's it like for you to see it every day? Yeah, you know, it's funny. People always ask me that. And I, uh, you know, I don't want to say you take it for granted, but the it's it's good to see people that, that come there and see the, the statue and the property for the first time because it reminds you how special it actually is. Um, it yeah. really is. I mean, that's what, you know, it is a very special place golf course wise, you know, everything about it, but the location of it is what really makes it, makes it so unique. And the firemen's, like you said, you know, I think Paul, you know, he wanted to leave a legacy in golf and you saw an opportunity there and, um, you know, wanted to build a world-class golf course, build a place where the best players in the world come, um, which obviously they have. So he's done a great job in that. And, they also, you know, they want to leave a legacy with with impacting lives through golf and especially young kids. And they've had a lot of partnerships with the First Tee, uh, the AJGA, um, you know, now the uh, the Evans Scholarship Fund, the WGA. So, you know, they're kind of doing exactly what they wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah, that, that uh, to Mike's point, I had been up there for the Barclays, like, uh, I want to say like early 2000s. I want to I want to say like mm-hmm. 2008, seven, eight, nine, ten, somewhere in there. I don't know. I have a picture of Bubba Watson on the tee uh, yeah. with with Liberty National or the um, Statue of Liberty in the background, mm-hmm. and that was the first time I was up there. And and really like well before I truly appreciated golf. So like, and that was the last time I was there until um, we met with Michelle Wee West, and it. it it did, even though I had been there before, it still blows you away or still blew me away at least. And and I don't know if it does the same for you. Every time you're there, it's just like, this is a special place, not just in New Jersey golf, but a special place in the world of golf. Definitely. Then you have a world-class golf course as well. So like, it's gotta be, I, I don't know. Does that, does that matter to you every day that you're like, you look out your, at your office window and you're like, man, New York city's right there. Like, who's got it better than me? And then on top of it, your pro shop is sick. Like <laughs> yeah. that whole thing. That when we when we walked in there that day, I mean, I was it was just crazy because it's this whole glass, cool location. The pro shop is like perfectly tidy, and then all of a sudden you go through like these these doors that like clearly I, I you know we were only allowed to go through because we were going with with mm-hmm. Michelle because I felt like that was like a special spot, and then it was like. Everything just like the sea just like opens. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, this place is even bigger. Yeah. So Ryan, to your first question, 
you know, there are times where, um, for example, right before Christmas break, I don't know why I was up top in the main level of the clubhouse and I was looking out the window, like toward the statue. And I even took a couple of pictures. I'm like, man, with the sun out and the water, the, the clubhouse windows, everything, it, it is so special. There's nothing like it anywhere. So yeah, it does come to me sometimes how just beautiful and unique it is. It is. You just got to pinch yourself yeah, sometimes, I'm sure. Definitely. And Mike, yeah, the, the, the golf shop, that was renovated last winter. So when you guys saw it, it was probably like three or four days of us just getting in there. Like we literally got into there Sunday before that week and kind of tried to set it up as best we could. And yeah, it went right down to the wire, but yeah, the, they are off. <laughs> they did a bang up job. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did a heck of a job. I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we expanded some space in there. So like, you know, where, um, when you walk in into the left, that used to be just the wall and our offices were over there to the left. Now that's whole, you know, that's part of the golf shop with the display space. Yeah. It's pretty good looking golf yeah. shop. Yeah. Hey guys, I got to say something. My, my, uh, my headphones keep saying low battery and I charge them fully. So when they go, what do I, what should I do? Uh, that's a great just, question. You're going to have to just use, you're going to have to just use the speakers on the okay. computer. Yeah. That's, and that'll and that'll be fine. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, All right. well, let me know when you fine. don't hear me. I mean, if you, it, okay. okay. <laughs> and and then also like you know now the golf course itself. I mean, I I feel like when you're talking golfing in the Garden State, like Ryan and I focus so heavily on here. Your place is so special, and the events that you guys constantly hold. Like, what's it like when you see these? tour players both male and female come into this place like they've got to be in awe as well because i know they see the cream of the crop on a weekly basis and probably more so on the pga tour those guys are going to these lavish places and getting treated like superstars but even michelle had mentioned to us when we sat down that she wanted to bring that experience that the guys have to her event and she did that there for them like what do they say to you about the golf course and then about the scenery that kind of adds to that place? Yeah. yeah so for the LPJ event, um, it was amazing. Their, their response to players and caddies were over the moon. Like multiple times that week, we heard that they felt like they were playing in a major, which, which was pretty, you know, pretty good uh, feedback. But yeah, seeing the players play Liberty, to me, it's always, it just reminds me of how, good they are because you know it's not an easy place at all i mean you can theoretically you could you could look at every shot you play there and you could lose a ball if you hit it in a certain spot every single shot on the golf course you could lose your ball and these guys go out there and can't wait to get there <laughs> yeah listen i'd love listen i'll be dead honest i'd love to yeah. experience well that. we'll get you guys i'd love we'll to get you guys out that. there in may right right before the tournament when it's in you know real prime shape but yeah, they tear it up, and it just shows you how good they are. And, you know, the, when a golf course is set up for a tour event, um, you know, it's fast and firm, so the distance really doesn't matter a ton. I mean, the balls run on the fairway. It plays shorter than it does normally, but the biggest difference is the greens are faster. They're firmer. You know, if you don't hit a quality iron shot, it's not it's not going to hold like it would just on an everyday basis. So. You know, it definitely plays harder than it normally does. And these guys come in and just 
they go crazy. And it, the defense is weather because, you know, they're just, they can control their golf ball so well. And it's just impressive to watch, you know. Yeah, they're hitting, they're hitting like, like I might hit behind the ball and I'm chunking it and getting, no, they're hitting like, no, I want to hit this dimple on the ball or like this half <laughs> of a dimple. Like they're so precise. And, and like you said, they control everything so well that it's really at, at some point it's out of you, the superintendent's control on what, what you can defend the course. Yeah. With. And that's what, you know, the last Northern trust, we had a lot of weather. We had a lot of rain. The golf course became kind of soft. And what happens there is, you know, there's no rollout and they just, you know, they're shooting darts. It's just, I mean, the game becomes so much, so much easier when they don't Easier have... for them. Yeah. 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 So uh, on, on a, a time like that, so whether it's the um, Michelle Wee West tournament or whether it's the, I don't think you guys host the Barclays anymore, but whether it's any of these PGA events or what is your, what's your, um, standing more or less like what are you doing on a on a day-to-day either during the tournament or in the months leading up to the tournament like what's what's your role in in that yeah um leading up to the event we are we are having meetings with uh with whoever is you know organizing or running the event whether it's the pga tour or with the lpga it's excel sports so um you know kind of meeting weekly going over every little aspect of the event um, we actually are hosting the the twenty seven BMW. BMW. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, going to yeah. get into that because that's so the tour, that's another yeah. huge one. Yeah, it huge, is a huge one. one. Yeah, second round of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to yeah. bring that up because I'm like I'm, I obviously I know that you are with Michelle doing that tournament again for next year and this. And yeah. I, I thought I maybe I heard three years, but that's right. I could, yeah, okay. So it was last year and then two more. So I knew know that. Yeah, and then I saw that the BMW is coming there. And I'm like, okay, we're, we're talking prime time golf here because right. Michelle's event is huge. They all come, they all love it. And with, with someone like her at the helm, it's hard not to come. Right. And yeah, then the BMW sure. is on top of that. It's like, let's, let's go. Yeah. Big time. That's yeah, pretty awesome. And there's more to come to You know, they're uh, the firemen's and, and other people are working hard for future stuff too. So it's, it's kind of just the beginning. Um, but Ryan, like the week of the event, the week of the event is, it's awesome. I mean, our, the golf golf side of our operation, um, our main responsibilities are the golf shop, obviously the golf shops open, um, for the LPGA event to the public, which is great. Um, the range is our responsibility, the range operation, which, you know, that's the place to be watching players just, you know, hit balls and, you know, that's, that's the best spot to be like whenever I want to disappear. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, and then obviously the pro-am, the pro-am is a huge one too. Um, the Wednesday before there's, that's kind of like the sponsors, obviously most important, most important day of the whole week is taking care of their sponsors. So, um, the pro-am is the biggest day for us. Um, and then once the tournament starts, it's kind of, you know, we know exactly what we're doing and we kind of actually get to enjoy it a little bit. That's actually pretty nice. Like, so you got a lot of prep work leading up to it, but then kind of once you get... Once you get going, there's nothing else you can do. You know, maybe the grounds crew's doing something different. Maybe they're, you know, they're busier. But you've done all your prep work leading up to it. Thursday tea times come. It's like okay, I can relax a little bit and and right. watch some golf, be in the pro shop, kind of. Yeah, that that's a relax as being there at five in the morning. Well, there's still yeah. long days, but <laughs> <laughs> I meant like you're not on fun. high alert of like 
worrying about right. is this set up is that set up like it's either set up or it's not at that point and now you you're just right yeah i i got you that's that's an interesting it, it's really cool to me to see that like like, cause no, you don't really know, like, does the PGA just come in and like, they run everything and you're just like, well, this is what the club has. And they ask and you're like, okay, yeah. we can do that. Or is it like, are you hands-on? It's, it, it's an interesting, it's an interesting side or view, I, I would think. Yeah, it is. I think that's kind of what uh, people have heard a lot is, you know, everyone always says, oh, the tour just comes in and takes over. And yeah. it's not necessarily the case. It's more of a partnership and, you know, we're, we become close with the tour and, and work alongside them. And, you know, we're all there to, to do the same job and put on a great tournament. So it's a collaborative effort for sure. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And then like, you know, I, I, I guess the golf course in itself to me just like blows me away in, in so many ways. And, and obviously having all these events here is crazy, but like when it comes to like your game a little bit here, like, do you, I know head professionals, it's, it's very difficult to manage both. Like, I don't know if you're giving a lesson, if you're running the pro shop, if you got outside things going on, like when it comes to your game, are you able to get out and play with members? Are you able to get out and play a little bit or is now your focus really on running the golf course and the day-to-day operation just so heavy that like your game really just kind of takes a backseat? Yeah. I mean, I would say closer to the latter. Um, and I wouldn't just say, um, there's a lot of factors to that. Um, obviously having a family and stuff like, you know, there was a time at Liberty where I left at dark every night after, after playing golf, once we shut down. Um, but now, you know, I'm leaving as soon as I can, once everything is set and, and ready to go. Um, and we have, a number of assistants that teach a lot. So I actually don't teach much anymore. Like, and we have Jorge also, obviously yeah. too, who does the majority of our teaching. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, and Liberty is different. Every aspect of the club, the way it operates is different. Um, you know, most of the members bring their own games. They bring guests, um, you know, on the weekends, we're actually not that busy. A lot of people will come early and zip around and want to be out of there by 10 o'clock. So just generally speaking, compared to most traditional clubs, like, you know, on a Saturday morning, you've got, I'm sure at Ridgewood and Plainfield, one of their professionals is playing golf with a member at Liberty. It's not like that for, for, I think the reasons I just mentioned, but, um, so yeah, I'm focused when I'm there, kind of how the operation is running. I always say if it wasn't for tournaments and travel, like I wouldn't like last year, I played probably more golf at Liberty than I have the past few years, which is only probably like six or seven times. Um, but I prob I played, you know, actually last year wasn't a big tournament year for me, but, um, travel golf and, you know, normally I try to play in every event I can, you know, in the section. Um, and I enjoy, honestly, I enjoy playing in competition and kind of casual golf more than, than at the club. Cause I always feel like I'm just kind of losing, losing pace and falling behind when I'm, when I'm out there and not kind of, paying attention to other things going on. That, is, honestly, that's a common thing I hear from, mm-hmm. from people in the business is like they work at the place and they're basically living at the place that yeah. I say to them on time. You must, you must get to go play all the time. And like, dude, I just need to get away. Like, yes, it's nice to play once in a blue moon, but like I'd rather pack my bags and go to a different club 
because A, I'm not quote on because if I'm still there, I'm kind of on because if someone needs something, I'm stopping my round mid round to go, you know, help them in their needs because it is still the golf club. So I, yeah. I can understand what you're saying and in, in, in saying things like that. Yeah. I mean, practice is one thing I try to practice, um, right. you know, at yeah, least a few yeah, times yeah. a week because it obviously doesn't take as long, long to do that, but, um, yeah, you're kind of just focused on what's going on there and then save golf for, for off property. Really. That's what we had Dave Reasoner on a couple of weeks ago. Um, and he said the same thing. He's like, you know, once a year, twice a year, he'll take his, his staff and they'll go off property and go to, is it Paramus golf club? That's right behind. Oh yeah. Wood? Yeah. He's like, we'll yeah. get, we'll get away from this place. Cause you just, to your point, you just need to get like, if you want to play golf and enjoy it, you got to get away from your place. Cause it's, you're, you're still working even when you're playing there. Yeah. 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 For our place for that is Sun Eagles. You guys know Sun Eagles down here. I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a great, great spot. spot. I, I've been saying for years, Sun Eagles has some of the best bones in uh, around like that. It does. The layout, the track, like it, it's got, it's got all the things. I mean, it's a Tilly house course. It, it's got all that kind of stuff. It just, it just needed some TLC and to fix the drainage and, yeah. Um, it's getting it. It is the Martelli Group is is taking care of it, and, and yeah, um, they're going full private this year. So it's, it's I heard that. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's on its so way. I, I do have another question because there there is some part of me that is like a, you know, like I I like the celebrity aspect of things. Like I I'm in awe when I see these people, regardless of who they are, and you know, at a place like yours. And I don't know if you're even allowed to answer this question, but. <laughs> who's kind of like the most famous person that steps on grounds and that even someone like you, like you see a lot of these big name people. I don't care if they're a CEO of this company. I don't care if they're like this celebrity, this golfer. Like I know cause I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter and I'm on every type of social media platform there is. And I see like, Oh, well look, who's that Liberty national type, this guy, but like yeah. for someone DJ like, you, <laughs> Oh yes. Uh, listen, all yeah. of them. For a guy like you, when, are you able to tell me, like, when a, this person walked in, I was like, holy hell, I'm kind of blown away right now because this guy is on our property playing golf. Or, or, is there yeah, a guy I'll, or two? I'll even add a, a second part to that. Is there any story that's like, this guy came yeah. on and, like, we had like we had to amp up security or, like, any <laughs> kind of, like, cool story that came on? Yeah, there's a lot of them. There definitely, there definitely is a lot of them. Um, I mean, you know, there's been over the years, I mean, there's been not even at the, you know, the President's Cup where we had all three presidents, but we've had, you know, we've had Clinton before that. We had Bush before that. We had, I don't think Obama, I think that was his first time there. Um, but yeah, looking back over the years, there's been just countless celebrities and some of them that are members um, and it's public knowledge. Like Ray Romano is, is a member. He's, he's there quite often. He's, he's an awesome guy. Um, I would say big like, golfer. he's a big golfer. He's a big golfer. He loves big golfer, golf. Cause yeah. he, he has a house down here in LBI and he would, he oh, would does play he? All, yeah. yeah. And he would play all the time. People would see him all the time down here playing. It's yeah. Actually, it's actually funny when we had Jeff Carswell on, who's the pro down at Seaview. Jeff okay. was talking about getting, he's like, yeah, I got a, a call on my personal on his like cell phone from Ray Romano. And he, he has a voicemail because he's like, uh, Hey Jeff, this is Ray Romano. Uh, looking <laughs> for call. And it was just like a casual, like just as if, yeah. as if someone was calling him and it's, it's Ray Romano. It's pretty uh, cool. He's, 
he's just a normal guy though. You know, yeah. he, just a normal guy that loves his golf. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's so many, I personally try to just stay away from them when they're, when they're around. Cause I know that's what they appreciate more than anything. Right. And we, we tell our staff the same thing is guys just treat them like anybody else. And they'll like, that's what will make them like the place more. Mm-hmm. So um, I will tell you probably one of my best experiences with a celebrity was with Justin Timberlake. He's, he's a member there too. Um, and back when he had a place in New York, he spent, was spending more time in the area and was there, you know, every now and then, um, we played golf, just him and I played golf, um, had lunch afterward, went to the performance center, hit balls, got a PXG fitting. Um, wow. it was just, it just shows how much he loves golf too. And he's texting me afterwards saying how, how excited he is for his clubs and all this stuff. So <laughs> that probably is one of my, one of my top experiences, um, with a celebrity, I would say, but honestly, like Tiger Woods, I was going to bring up Tiger. What about when Tiger presence, was out there? His presence is always, it's just a different feeling. Him and actually Phil Mickelson has the same thing where when they're in the area, there's just like a different feeling, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like everybody's on high alert and there's a, there's got to be a buzz yeah. and yeah. Yeah, oh, yep, exactly. Because uh, when Tiger was just up there doing his little clinic, it was really the first time that we were kind of seeing him revamp things. And it was the, the rumors were starting that Tiger's starting to gear up and, and people are coming out. Stewart Sink's coming out like, no, Tiger's practicing. You just don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. And then when, when Eastside Golf put that little video out of yep. Tiger hitting balls at Liberty National, it's like, uh-oh, like the big cat's gearing up. And <laughs> yeah, he's there at like Liberty wildfire. National. I know yeah, it, did. One, it took off, went viral. It did, yeah. But yeah, and then he plays a, cu- a couple months later. You know, plays in the in the uh, his tournament down in Albany. So yeah. he's he's back. Yeah, yeah, which it's is great. good for golf for sure. Yeah, when when Tiger was up there, did you did you interact with him much there, or was it just like his clinic was on it? Like he comes in and he and he walks right to the range, puts on his little clinic, and leaves, or is he spending a lot of time there? Uh, you know, yeah, or- I would say that one. I did have a little. Uh, interaction with him, which is unusual. Normally, normally I haven't. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, all those guys, especially Tiger, they're full on celebrities. So, you know, they're used to having to essentially ignore everybody. Otherwise they won't be able to walk anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, that's, I don't know. That's what the tour has become is those guys, you know, Ricky Fowler and Rory and all they're, they're full on celebrities. And yeah. You know, it makes him a little bit less accessible, I think, to the fans, which is unfortunate. Um, but they got a job to do too, so just kind of let them do their job. Yeah, less accessible yeah, I, in that in the person, but they're probably more accessible now with social media. Yeah, so you know more sure. about. So that it's it's funny how that's taken away. Like we we might see more of them in than we did twenty five years ago, but yeah, but they're bigger celebrities now because they're you know because because of exactly that because you can see them all the time yeah Yeah, it's interesting do you guys hire people with that in mind whether it's the pro shop or or pros like you you mentioned a little bit before like you have so many celebrities come in is that something that you ask people like like when you're looking to hire someone like how big of a a fanboy can they be so to speak (laughs) and just like Uh, and just say what he wouldn't be hiring me <laughs> because I'd be go, I'd be go full. Like, Hey, let's take a selfie. Let's yeah. take a picture. Like I'm, I'm yeah. all in on that. 
Well, look, if somebody tells that to us in the interview process, then that's that's their Shit. own mistake, and they probably wouldn't be hired. But I, we basically just tell them what kind of happens and what's expected of them, and you know, you're not asking for autographs. You know, it's their time to come and and get away and decompress, and you know, that's what they come there to not have happen yeah. is is that. So because especially at your place, it's so. Um it's so under the light, you know, so under the spotlight, so many celebrities, as you mentioned, like a few of the members there, like those compared to like another place that might be a great place. That's, that's fully private. That's got, you know, high expectations in there. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, uh, like maybe like a Galloway, like somewhere, you know, it's mm -hmm. also in the top 10 in the state, but doesn't have the celebrity status. Like, and, and I don't even know if that's true about Galloway, but I would just think you guys being closer to New York city, you have more high profile members that that's mm -hmm. something that you got to actually take into consideration. Whereas other pros in other parts of the state don't necessarily have to think about that. It just adds another, another layer to your onion, so to speak. Yeah. You know, the thing, the thing is, uh, at Liberty, our members, I think, are kind of used to it, too. So, you know, it is a good place for, for people like that to be able to escape to. And you got to remember, too, our members, you know, in a different way are kind of no different than them. Like in their industry, they're the guy. They're yeah. the celebrity. You know what I mean? So they, yeah. they could give a, you know, rat's ass about, you know, yeah. some guy when they're the man yeah. Uh, yeah. every day in their work life, too. So. Yeah, it's just kind of the place. I think having it be near New York definitely is a factor as well. Um, I do. I cool, do. A, it's one of the cool aspects of it. When when we came up there, and we parked our car, right? We were we were fortunate that we had made some good connections with different people through Michelle to get like, I I guess it was like privileged parking to where we were because we mm -hmm. got to walk up the steps. And I don't know if that's where everybody parks, but like, I know when we walked in, like I looked behind me and Michelle was walking in behind me. So I, I knew that, like, I don't know if that's where the average Joe would park if they're a guest or they're just taking the ferry in from, from the city. But like, even the walk up those steps just seemed like mm -hmm. it's just cool. It's different. It's unique. And I think that's just another aura about the property that just makes it so damn special. Yeah. Well, you parked, was it, uh, you could see like a big wall. Is that where you parked? Yeah. Like the ground yeah. lot. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's our, like you were in the, uh, player parking for the, for the tournament. Yeah. I felt, so, I felt special. I, that yeah, way. You, you were special for sure. I did. I felt it. Trust me. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but on a daily basis, we valet every car. So our members don't even see that you know, see that stairway, that stairway leads to our bag room and then down to like the bottom level of the clubhouse. So every, every car that comes down on a daily basis is valeted and then driven down and parked down there. Gotcha. gotcha. Oh, so they, they come into drive. that like little circle and then. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Unless they're, unless they take the boat and then they come up the steps, which is in between the, the clubhouse and the villas there. Yeah. Right. You so they would big... go the same way we would come like where we park, they would walk up that way. No, no, no. there's another set of stairs like by the water. There's a oh, boat okay, dock okay. there. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah that's, yeah, that, there's, that just adds to the whole thing to me and the whole experience. Like, I don't know. I, I it's just amazing. I don't yeah. know. I don't even know. I, 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 thought was, I thought that's such a cool part because the whole, 
uh, and I don't want to sound like I'm knocking Liberty National here for a second, but just bear with me. The whole clubhouse is this beautiful glass. You got the water in the background. Obviously, the course is pristine. But then, mm-hmm. like, we park in this, like, gravel lot, and we walk up this, like, wall of stairs. It just seemed like an odd juxtaposition to me of, yeah. of like, where they would park, but now here in that, like, yeah, they don't see valet, yeah, they don't see that, exactly. yeah. And when they need to leave, they don't see it again, so (laughs) yeah, listen, I listen, I swear to this day, I felt special being there, and (laughs) thankfully to my family, my credit card was left in the car, otherwise, I would have swiped every damn thing in the pro shop because I kept saying to Ryan, like, Ryan. I need to get this Grayson. I'm a big Grayson guy. I'm like, they had Grayson. Yeah. I see the logo on your shirt. I'm like, I got to get one because who the hell knows the next time I'll ever be at this place. So well, you, and, you get this year. I'll listen, I'll make sure the credit card's in the back pocket this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but I do have, you know, Ryan and I always kind of like to end with some questions. And I, and I got to, I think for someone like you who sees a special spot day in and day out, I'm kind of curious on your take here. So, I always like to ask people, like, if you were invited to a private golf course, and we always say you have to take yours out of the equation, along with Pine Valley, because the opportunities that people get to go play Pine Valley are out. Is there one that you have maybe on the private side or even a public golf course that people could just go and play that you would say, hey, listen, if you get invited to this spot, you got to stop what you're doing and just go do it? Yeah, it's yeah, I've been asked that before. And it's funny, I don't know why, but one always comes to mind and it's not like what probably most people would think because, you know, I, with traveling with members, I've seen Royal County Down, I've seen Royal Port Rush, and obviously St. Andrews. Well, St. Andrews would be one of them for sure. Cause, but keep it in New Jersey. How about this? Let's even focus. Oh, in now. New let's, Jersey. Yeah, okay. let's even narrow it down even more. Let's say because ah. I, I agree with you. We could go. We could go big scene and, and really go pebble, band, and yeah, yeah. pioneers. We could do that. But let's yeah. even take it down further. Let's if we say right. let's in this niche of garden of garden yeah. state golfing, what do you got? Well, I think I'm biased to Hollywood for sure. Um I mean they did it's, work it's there and made it even better than than what it was when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um the others are probably obvious too. They're underrated. Mountain Ridge is underrated for sure. <laughs> We hear Mountain Ridge all the time. It's amazing. We've never been to Mountain Ridge, but everybody says Mountain Ridge. It's spectacular. It's spectacular. And then you mentioned it too, Ryan. Galloway. It's funny. I've played there a bunch and, you know, we have the pro pro there every, every spring. And, and I know Jason just from, from being at Hollywood and deal. And he's a Viking fan like myself. So we have like a, a connection yep. there. Uh-huh. You know, I'm a I'm a Bears fan. So, oh, I, are you? I One am. of my good friends is a Bears fan. Okay, you guys are going to be good. I think in the next couple of years. I think. Uh, yeah, I'll turn I, it I think, around this year. I think we got the. You know what? At the beginning of the year, I was like, I was like, let's get let's get rid of the whole coaching staff. Let's have Justin Fields. I think he can be a good pro. Let's, but like maybe a fresh start. Let's just start anew. And then yeah. as the season went on, like, like I they think people lose to. I, I'm not. I'm still on the fence, but they definitely got better, and I wanted to see that. I wanted to still have the number one pick, still our yeah. top ten pick, and, and still get better. So, yeah, well, we did that. You got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I was going toward Galloway. I, Galloway, yeah. the more I play it, um, I mean, you can you can put it next to Pine Valley, honestly, and hole by hole, like, and they're in the same area, so they look similar. Like, Galloway's, every hole is unique. It's spectacular visually. Like Galloway, I think is is one of the best in the state as well. Yeah, we yeah. both got the opportunity to play there at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like a week and apart. We, <laughs> yeah, and we both say to this day, like, just that wouldn't get old. Like no. it wouldn't yeah. get old. Like there's some spots yeah. that you play, even private golf courses. You're like you know what? After a while, like I'd kind of get bored of the going down and then coming back and then going down and like yes, but like that place. I agree. There's yeah. like something about that place that's just there definitely is. unique. It's funny. It's taken me a long time. I mean, I always liked it, but something like clicked this past year that I, I mean, I've said it to people. I'm like, Galloway is like unbelievable. It really is like the quality of each hole. It's hard to beat. It really is. Yeah, yeah. I agree. That's a good one. Yeah. Like Mountain Ridge, Rob, I'm telling you, I don't know yeah. what it is, but Mountain Ridge is Mountain Ridge. I'm telling you, everybody. There. People always say like, oh, you know what? I'm going to give you an outside the box one, Mountain Ridge. And Ryan and I look at each other like, here we go again, yeah, Mountain yeah. Ridge. <laughs> no, nothing about Mountain Ridge, but everybody says Mountain Ridge. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. I mean, honestly, maybe, would you say 50% of our guests, this is episode 66, 67? Yeah, I bet. It's, I'd, say, I'd say about 10 people yeah. have, have said to us out of oh, the blue. Oh, I take like, you over. Yeah, I think it's more yeah, than that. Okay, maybe. But it yeah, just, it's, it's a just lot. crazy. And then do you have a, something to it? Yeah. And then do you have a public one in the state? That's a that's a hard one, I'm sure. Yeah, that is a hard one. Um, so everyone always talks about the county courses down here in Monmouth County, Charleston Springs. I've only been there once, but it was last year on New Year's Day, so it was the middle of winter, which obviously is not you know showing its true colors. Um, I mean, I love Sun Eagles, but uh i don't know there hasn't been there hasn't been a ton of other public ones that just pop you know pop to my mind i, 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 I imagine someone, you guys? i imagine someone like you is is not getting a huge you know the, the opportunity to play a lot of public courses is probably not jumping at you because you what you know you don't play a ton as you mentioned before and then when you do you're playing in those events that are yeah usually held at, at private places well yeah, and I'm playing like locally here with my brother-in-law and other buddies, you know, yeah. in the area, and we normally stay right around here, you yeah. know, like like a Sun Eagles or um, Hominy Hill is a good one. Hominy Hill is a very good one. Yeah, I yeah. I, I think Hominy's great, and and as I said before, I love the bones at Sun Eagles, and I think that yeah. I, I, I think we can accept that as a public one. It was it's still not the season hasn't opened yet of it being private, so I think you're good. Yeah, there. good, good. Um, so uh, I. I got a question for you now. And again, as we kind of wrap up here, when you are playing in those competitions and those tournaments, is there any kind of like superstitions you have that you got to do before you play or during, like while you're playing, like whether it's having, um, like we've had people talk about a glove needs to be in this pocket. They have to have three T's. They got to have two balls, a ball marker. That's got to be before 1972. Like anything. That's one of them. Is it the, the ball marker is one of them? Yeah, all my ball markers are in the '60s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, other than that, I mean, glove and stuff. That's just kind of normally where it goes. I wouldn't consider that a superstition. So that's when I was saying this. Like Stu Hagestad told me, like those are those are habits, not superstitions. Yeah. So right. Right. No, I just try to get a good sleep. I mean, it's funny when I was younger, I used to. I don't know. I used to almost view the tournament the the next day is like a day off. So, you know, I would like, you know, maybe have a beer or two the night before and have dinner. And and now I'm like, no, I need to get rest. I need to, 
you know, be ready to go the next morning and not have any cobwebs or anything like that. And get up early and stretch know, and get up early. <laughs> stretching is, yeah. As I yeah. get a little bit older, stretching is becoming more important for sure. Um, I don't hit a ton of balls on the range really. Um, there, there was a time where I would just not hit balls before tournaments. Um, but I do, I do hit balls a little bit now, but I don't know. There's nothing, nothing really besides the ball marker. Um, I try to, I try to wear like not flashy clothes for some reason either. I don't know why. Will you um, wear- I have a lot of flashy clothes from, from Grayson. Cause I'm a Grayson guy as well. Like, there you go. Um, see, I tell good you, minds think good alike, stuff. Dan. Good yeah, minds think right. alike. You know? <laughs> that's right. And wait, wait, to to just... ti- wait till Tiger joins our party. He might. Call on that one next. That's the next one I've been saying. Yeah. I was thinking about that this morning, actually, thinking we may talk about it. And I mean, I would like to see him wear Grayson, but part of me thinks, you know, a company like Adidas that's big, that has the deep pockets that, you know, is associated with TaylorMade, I think, still. You know, like he that's plays TaylorMade. To your point but, there, that's the only caveat for me that throws me off. But I can't lie. And I know nothing. I, I'm a nobody in this whole golf world. But have, knowing some people at, at Grayson and people texting me, they're, they're, it's, I'm, I, with Charlie going to Grayson. I think that's and huge. The equity, and the equity stake being involved, as much as I think TaylorMade is going to do everything they can to piggyback and get on board with Tiger with the apparel yeah. side of it. Yeah. I still think I'm going to see the fox on the guy's neck in the center of the neck at the end of the day. I do. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so sold on that, that just like I keep telling Ryan to bet the ranch on Tiger winning Augusta in, in April, I would probably bet a lot of money that Tiger shows up at Riviera mid-February with the fox on his shirt, and I'm going to go out of this world with that. <laughs> I love it. I, I hope you're right. To, to me, I think that that's the most telling thing is that he allowed Charlie to go to Grayson. And, and yeah. that's something that, I mean, he has said he wants Charlie to make his own life in golf, but I would think that that's something that as, as a parent, you know, Dan, you got young kids. Like, are you letting them pick out, like you're letting them pick out their sneakers, but you're saying like, these are the, these are the options you have. I would imagine right. that Tiger's doing the same thing with Charlie. Like you, you have a For couple sure. options. You can, you know, let's talk about it. But, but ultimately I think he has a, like allowing Charlie to go to Grayson, I think is a huge, a huge step in the right direction and maybe even more valuable than like, like the deep pockets. He, he Tiger doesn't need money. No, he doesn't. You're so, right. so whatever else is, you know, he's looking for something else, not necessarily tailor made or Adidas deep pockets. He's looking for, for and something. There's a, more. Lot of, there's a lot of South Florida connections there with, with Morgan Hoffman and, and Jupiter. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got Justin Thomas wearing Grayson. You got Morgan Hoffman being a co-founder with Grayson. And now all of a sudden Grayson really going kind of all in because think about all these apparel lines with Nike closing down. You got guys going to Lululemon. You got, you got yeah. Malbon clothing getting involved. You got all these different spots starting to pop in. Grayson and Peter Millar are probably the next two that are going to take that huge jump in the apparel line. And to mm-hmm. me, like, Tiger and the Fox, baby. I love it. Me I love too. It. I, I'm glad we're so on board with I, that. I think man. is a fox is a fox in the cat category. I don't know. It's just big gonna cat. fuck us up. I think it could it's be. gonna fucking eat us up. So let's get the next version. We it's got, got four, the big it's cat. Got four legs. We got the it's big got cat. a tail. Yeah. Now we're gonna get the fox. Charlie's gonna be the fox. 
Yeah, that's right. I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's they probably had this off. planned like, out listen, all along. Yeah, listen, I am Grayson through and through. If I could wear underwear and socks and everything, say I'd get the stamp right on my forehead that says Grayson. Mike doesn't have any tattoos, but he's working on his his fox tattoo across his neck. <laughs> I love it. I'm the same way. I mean, it literally is uh, 99% of what I wear every single day. Yeah, that's, that's nice to be nice to be draped in that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dan, before we end here, uh, there's there's a great debate in New Jersey. We'd be we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you your uh, your ideas on it. There's a particular kind of breakfast meat where we debate that name of that breakfast meat. Mm. Yeah. What is that breakfast meat called? Oh, boy. I mean, first thing that comes to mind is pork roll. Sorry, hey, man, brother. I would say don't end no. us on a sour yeah. note. Don't end this on a sour <laughs> note. Who are you apologizing to? We, we just had a great I mean... convo. If you had said tailor-made, I couldn't click the red leave button quicker. <laughs> so, you know. Pork yeah. roll and Grayson to the moon, baby. Yeah. Let's go. Love it. I love it. No, Can't when you, said, when you said you're from Monmouth <laughs> County and, and being at Hollywood, that's pork roll country. And it um, is pork roll. Yeah. And that but but again, I would think Liberty National and in, in you know that part of New Jersey, they're all Taylor ham. So or as Mike yeah. said a minute ago, Taylor made country. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mike wants a Taylor made egg Taylor made egg and cheese. Yeah. I'm all hyped up right now. Yeah. I'm ready to go. You got me talking Tiger, you got me talking Grayson. I don't know what it's gonna come out next. We gotta cut this interview because who the hell knows what I'm gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> uh Awesome. So that that's good to know. You got the Grayson connection. We got pork roll. Dan, this was this was absolutely incredible. I appreciate you coming on and, and giving us, you know, an hour or so of your time. And this was this was great. And and uh we're definitely gonna take you up in that May round if you uh if you'll have us. That would be incredible. Let's do it. Yes, of course. And thank you. It was my pleasure. It was a lot of fun, boys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. Terrific. Yep. Thank you, Dan. Okay. Take care. Bye. Name a better feeling than buying something you know you can take and wear anywhere. Money spent on quality products is money well spent, even more so when you can rock that purchase just about anywhere. Why would you spend a fortune on clothes you'll only wear to the golf course when you could buy gear that's just as nice at home, at a holiday party, or work event, yet comfy enough it doubles as loungewear? Obviously, we'd all love to be playing 36 holes every weekend of the year, but just because you have to sneak in a quick nine before work doesn't mean you need a change of clothes. As winter closes in, check out their new festive hoodies and beanies to fight off the chill at www.swannies.co and use code THEDROP25 for 25% off. Swannies is your go-to from work to golf and everything in between. Mm-hmm.